going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Cheers from the Press Box. I am your host, Brennan Tassif, joined, as always, by my co-host and very good friend, Mr. Joe Dorville. What's going on, Joe? What's going on, buddy? How you feeling this morning? Fantastic. Uh, hung out with Sir Charles Barkley last night, but we'll get into right that off a little top, later. Right off top. You're right off the top. Right right come on. Here. We talked about it. You rip uh, the Band-Aid off. No doubt. Yeah, uh, so for those of you who are new to the show, uh, we're going to start this week off the same way we do every week, exploring some of the biggest topics and some of the biggest sports. Then from there, we're going to go to the quick hits, make it quick, quick hits, March Madness, a couple other tertiary things going on, Fulham, God, got to talk about that, got to talk about that, the fucking, uh, and then no walk-offs this week because we are a little bit um, out of season as far as NFL and some of the bigger stuff, so we're going to keep it quick. Uh but we'll start this week off the same way we do every week, Joe. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Oh, here we go. Sorry, I forgot to mention the best conference. Potential, uh, potential NFL news. <laughs> okay, so we're Joe just alluded to potential NFL news. But before that, um, I don't know if you know this, but we only have 14 games left in the regular season of the NBA. The home stretch. The home stretch. The last sprint. Um, Joe, a few things I want to touch on, especially your Nuggets and the situation they find themselves in. But before Jesus. we talk about that, we have to talk about Kevin Durant going out yeah. again with an injury. I believe it was his ankle. 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 Yeah. Slipped um, in so- warm-ups. Yeah, it wasn't even on the court. I this happened like the day after we recorded. The so I almost day it might have been the day, the day of. Yeah. <laughs> we just said, Oh, this team looks like a juggernaut. We were crazy. He's a universal plug. Uh you can plug him in anywhere and he's easily adaptable. And then he was out. Yep. I, how how did this news break to you? Uh Tony and Mike. The next day? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I think this is just uh, my social media habits. But um, Yeah, you're on, on NBA Twitter a lot more than I am. I'm on Twitter. Yeah, all right. I called that. I'm on Twitter, and I see, I see a quote tweet, and it says, Kevin Durant is out. And I'm like, huh, so weird, because everybody was just talking about, like, his home debut and everything. And then, but the tweet it's quoting was the tweet of the starting five with him in it like 30 minutes ago. And this quote is from 15 minutes ago. So I'm like, in 15 minutes, they decided, yeah, we're just going to healthy scratch him. I was like, something. Oh, so you saw it from that perspective. Yeah, I'm like, like, wait, what's happening is up. I'm like, what could possibly be the case here? And then, and then I see, because it said left ankle soreness, and I'm like, 30 minutes ago, he was fine to play. 15 minutes ago, now he has left ankle soreness. What could have possibly gone down? And then the video starts to creep into my timeline, and I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding. I was like, this guy has the worst luck. Like, home debut, you slip on a wet spot. Someone no one could fight over that. that. No one could. And also, that. it's interesting how we look at this because we've talked about this before. There are certain players where I will say, oh, my gosh, it seems like they're made of glass. Like, this is ridiculous. 
Kevin Durant's never been one of those players, but through the course of the last like, oh, five he's or six had seasons, many uh, injuries. But that's what I'm saying is he's had a lot of weird. And I've never thought of him as like, a, oh, he gets hurt a lot guy. But over the course of the last six years, he's had some weird keep him out for long stretches kind of injuries. Yeah, I believe uh, the stat that came out was he it was four years. Last four years, he hasn't played over 65 games. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, especially because when I think of Kevin Durant, I think of KD Oklahoma City playing like 70, 80 games a season, like carrying them to the playoffs with Russell. It's interesting. I was about to say to that point, like it's interesting the distinction we give to players who quote unquote sit out a lot or who don't, who are always injury prone and who aren't. Like Anthony Davis gets the ire of everyone because of the team he's playing for primarily. Um, yet Kawhi Leonard doesn't. And Kevin Durant does it. Kevin Kawhi gets it to a degree. I was going to say Kawhi does, but it, it's yeah. more the load management stigma and not mm-hmm. "quote unquote" injured all the time. Even though I think of all of them, he probably has. I've said for a while he obviously has some like degenerative knee situation or Kawhi. lower body situation. Yeah, and that's it's just it's not a matter of when he's done; it's a matter of when his body's done. Yeah, um, it's not going to just he's looking not gonna at decide that. Looking back at when he was limping around after the NBA Finals that they won in Toronto, like that guy just—I don't think he's been right since whatever happened in uh, San Antonio, and I don't think he's ever going to be right. But as far as Kevin Durant, such a weird thing. Yeah, it's it's, it's he got hurt, and then they like tried to rush him back, and then it it was just like that's affected him for almost a decade now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I mean that goes back to what Byron Jones was talking about. Like the team cares more about the team than. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's just like when you think about the timeline for Kawhi, it's like, uh, wasn't he a second round pick or a late first? First round, like, oh. first round. But guess outside the lottery, he was okay. like fifteenth. He was picked fifteen by the Pacers, but then traded for on draft night. But he was the outside the lottery, right? Yeah. Okay, so he wasn't because I remember sometimes people would talk about him like he's like this. Oh, this fine, this diamond in a rough. It wasn't that crazy. It wasn't that big of a reach. But uh, I mean, I mean, the consensus in the NBA is outside of the lottery, anywhere yeah. outside of the lottery, even right outside the lottery, is like what just about marginal 41st? players. What about forty first? Forty first? Yeah. You may find an MVP or two. Who knows? <laughs> maybe, maybe three, three, three time MVP. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that's gonna be the case. <laughs> we'll get to that later. But um, it's so interesting to me that he wasn't seen as this, this obviously because he went outside the lottery. He wasn't seen as this like a franchise changing prospect. Then he gets to San Antonio, works with Pop, and then he starts to develop, and he's like this shutdown defender, and everyone's like, "Oh my God!" He like he starts to like really like turn into Kawhi Leonard, and then just the knee thing happens and the quad thing. And it's just all this weird, like taking time off then not resigning and then like getting out. And it's like, what just happened, man? Mm-hmm. And now fast forward 10 and in the years. Midst of that, like, oh, in the, in, but in the midst of that, before you fast forward 10 years, wins a championship in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> well, wins a championship in <clears throat> San Antonio. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and then they, and, and then goes to Toronto and wins a championship. And it's just, it's one of these things where, and I think KD is very similar in a lot of ways to bring it full circle, is it's these guys we know are so good, so good, but it's almost like we don't get to see it, not even all the time, less than half of the time we get to see it. Um, just between injuries and, you know, things like that, it's like, come on, like, I just want to see it. 
I think I think we've been um spoiled by LeBron. Spoiled by LeBron, spoiled by Tiger Woods, spoiled by yep. Tom Brady, um uh, Drew Brees, to a lesser degree paid man because he limped to the end. But um some of these guys who seem indestructible for like the duration of their career when like a normal career towards the, I mean, once you get into your thirties, you're usually marred by injury for a period of time. And KD is 35 and the stat I gave was the last four years. So that makes sense. Um, Steph this year alone has had like three, uh, three different times where he's been out for, Two to three weeks, four to five weeks. So three shut them down injuries. Three yeah. injuries where they're like, put it, shut it down. Yeah, like timetable. We're looking down yeah. the line type of thing. Hundred so percent. We we've been yeah, like so we've been just spoiled and just assuming that oh everybody's gonna play all the time. One of the craziest fun facts out there, I guess. Uh, KD and LeBron haven't played against each other since 2018. What I if you put a gun in my head i would have been like oh it looks like i'm not i'm going out because in, in a in a regular in a regular or postseason game obviously they haven't played each other since they haven't been on the court against each other since 2018 god that's insane you would think that they played against each other all the time you would assume that was since the finals since that finals wow where they swept them lebron has not faced katie god well speaking of um these indestructible destroyers of men your nuggets have the two-time reigning mvp his floorness himself but uh bit of a slide lately what's going on um in the west with your nuggets um what's going on more importantly with jamal murray speaking of injuries and just the topic we're on about these guys where we see these glimpses of them. Cause I was thinking about this in the last segment, but like, I I'm sure you've done the same, but I'm a big franchise mode guy on Madden or on NBA 2k. And it's always that situation where you have a player, whether you drafted him in franchise mode or not, where he's really, really good, but you just can't get him on the field or on the court. And you keep re-signing him in your franchise mode because you're like, I want, once this guy comes back, like my team's going to be great. And I feel that way sometimes with some of these players and Jamal Murray's on the top of that list because bubble Jamal Murray, his break. Remember we were doing the show. I was like, who's the guy shooting the arrow? And you're like Jamal Murray. And it was like breakout season extraordinaire. And now he's, he's not, he looks, something looks wrong. Um, well, he re injured himself. I think not the game against Toronto. It was a game prior to that. There was a, Real contentious game, real back and forth slugfest. Um, wasn't the game against the Grizzlies? It was the game against the Clippers. That big game against the Clippers. He reaggravated something, but since that reaggravation, I don't think he's missed time. I don't think they've sat. They've played him. No, he hasn't been missing any time, but he just um, something looks off with him. Yeah, no, right? I'm Would saying like since obviously he hurt himself in that game. I don't think he, yeah, he didn't miss the Rockets game. He's played about 30-odd minutes each game. The next game, he had 32 points. He looked great. Um, And he's only had, what, about three games under 20 in that spree, in that Mm -hmm. spurt. Um, 
I, I don't know what it is, man. I, I I can't put my finger on it. You look at the you look at like um the box score from yesterday, and Jokic has his, Murray has his. Well, Murray did not have his. Um, but Michael Porter picked up that slack. Aaron Gordon picked up that slack, and it's like you put up one hundred and ten. Where's the defense? The defense yeah. probably is the most damning thing right now, and I think is what is going to. Oh shit. Motherfuckers. What happened? Uh, one of these damn ESPN ad plays. Supposed to be muted at all times. It's bursted through. Oh. Um, and now I'm concerned that the next, once the ad is done, okay. Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> oh, I think that's about- what's going to take away Jokic's MVP, the defensive side of the ball. Um, yeah, it's it's been a mess. Uh, I think the Spurs game really highlighted it. I can't remember the stat, but like, I think Spurs against Jokic as the primary defender, they were like 60% from the field. Like, Oh, really? It was hard to miss that game for the Spurs. Um, but just losing some of these games that are gimmies, like the Brooklyn game. What the fuck? ESPN, you falling in quality. Yeah, the Spurs game, the Bulls even, Brooklyn. The Bulls game, what the fuck? Spurs, what the fuck? Brooklyn, two-point loss. That's a good team, but that shouldn't you shouldn't be losing to that team. Um, they're not good enough to beat you uh, yeah. on a consistent basis in Toronto. I understand splitting the home and home. That kind of makes more sense. But um, guys just look gas, and we the depth that we have or had, um, we don't have anymore. One of my one of the things that confused me the most was the letting go of Bones Highland, um, a good. Second year player uh, could get his at will, could go, could get on fire, get hot at any moment. Well, did you start? Did we talk about it here? Was Um, that Bones didn't like playing with Joker? I was about to say, yeah, I I don't think we talked about it, but I started hearing through the grapevine and my brother. Yeah, me too. Yeah, through podcasts and other things. And I'm like, well, it didn't look it on the court. (laughs) And it's also insane that one of the, the best facilitator point centers in the entire NBA, yeah. maybe the history of the NBA. You're like, nah, I don't like playing with that guy. It, it may be, uh, he's like too much those... about other players. He's too much about the team. And I don't like that. It may be. He's it, it, cause when he's on the floor, if he's there and Jamal's not there, then Jokic is the primary ball handler. Um, yeah. That's could... taking the ball out of his hand. Maybe that's what it was. It's the only thing I could assume. Well, and uh, to be honest with you, if I was, bones and i'm looking at this you know this unathletic seven footer who's literally his nickname is your floorness and he's the one with the ball like yeah i'd I'd feel some sort of way about it too i'd be like come on man like you're a young guy you got this guy has an mvp (laughs) yeah no (laughs) two two one before you Uh, got here and one when you got here yeah so so i completely agree with you i'm just saying i could see how young because i heard some uh, some people commenting on the reports and they're like this is insane how could anyone ever even think and it's like you have to put yourself in the player's position where like, you know, you're a, you're a, you're an athlete your whole life. You've been playing basketball your whole life. And then you get there and this big old unathletic white dude is going to be like, nah, my um, rock, I'll run it. Um, but um, yeah, I, I just feel like out. there's people outside of the quote unquote big four on the team. Uh, some of the other guys have to step up and the depth is there, was there, but, the right depth and the right moments, like 
we ended up picking up Reggie Jackson in the buyout market. We're going to need mm-hmm. big contributions from him. But is when a guy gets bought out, it's not because they're doing stellar. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if uh, he's the same <laughs> player that he once was one, maybe two years ago. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I mean, this has uh, allowed the potential for the number one seed to be overtaken. I don't think it will be, at least not by Memphis, because like I said uh, last week, I don't think Jaws coming back for the rest of the season. Um, and I think yeah, I, I push back right on that. But you you looks like you're going to be right on that one. But Monty was right. I, I just piggybacked. Oh. Um, right. But yeah, but as far as Murray's uh, propensity for injuries, I'd say it all stems from too much basketball in a short period of time that uh, the bubble season into the next season that ended up resulting in his ACL that resulted in him taking a whole year off and now ramping up and, you know, trying to be the player he was before. Uh, It's just a lot of stress on the body. Um, And the way guys train, it's a repetitive thing and they're constantly working on the muscles in which they're using. They're not cross training, Uh, cross training, you know, helps, build muscles kind of like uh, through osmosis, what you're going to use through osmosis and just like stabilizer muscles is what we call them. Okay. Yeah. You, 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 you are a physical trainer, you know, you know what this is yeah. all about. So yeah. Like if you watch the Jordan doc, he was training a certain way. And then when he got with uh can't remember dude's name, um, but when he got with his trainer that became his trainer for the rest of his career, they didn't focus on basketball at all times. It was no, and that's on a super important. The surrounding and that's actually muscles where a lot of the. And to your point, you already said it, but uh, that's where a lot of these injuries come from. Is you know you keep doing the same stuff over and over and over. it'd be like doing chest day five days a week, and your body's gonna be like, yeah. all right, like fucking stop. Like you're gonna get big in your chest, but eventually you're gonna do it, and your chest just ain't gonna be it no more. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, your muscles will fail. Yeah, You'll, your muscles uh, have are muscle fatigue. Yeah, atrophy because of the the overworking. Um, so that's why I always do chest days. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with you. Like Jamal is obviously the Joker's the 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 straw that stirs the drink or whatever. But the, Jamal's crucial. That was the he's that was imperative. He he's, has to be there. That was what we talked about last year and the year before was, oh, my goodness. I cannot believe this team performed so well in the bubble. And now they're they're a B or their number one B. I'm not even gonna say the number two. The number one B is out two years in a row for the playoffs. And we're like, well, as soon as they get him back, it goes back to that whole keeping a guy on the franchise and Madden thing. As soon as they get him back, they're going to make some noise. And they were making noise this year. They Lots still are, of I mean, they still are four points, uh, four games at the number one spot. No, absolutely. But- I'm just saying this is a bad time to tweak an injury to, you know, all of a sudden not look like the same guy from the beginning of the season. This is just the timing's bad. There's still 14 games left. So he he's going to figure it out. And they're um, going to figure it out. Yeah, and, they'll I mean, definitely the, figure it out. The Celtics are slumping as well. Um, yeah, and we're going to talk about some surging teams too. But And then the Sixers, I mean, they're on. Let's one. get into it. Let's, Let's get, get into it. it. Oh, sorry. Now you wanted me to do the transit? I thought you were just going to go ahead. The surging Sixers coming up. They've won six out of seven. They've won five in a row. Uh, won games against big, big, 
big teams big uh, like the yeah the Bucks the Heat. There's I mean I don't know how you feel about the Heat, but the Heat always seem to be in it with Spo. Um, Timberwolves are a playoff team, so maybe not the biggest teams because yeah. the, we also had uh, Trailblazers, Wizards, and Pacers in there as well. <laughs> but Embiid looks like he wants the MVP, um, which looks I like, predicted. Yes, you did the season. Um, I felt like I had that. If he gets it, sale, like it looks like he's going to take it with the tip of a sword because he is just dominating people right now. Um, yeah. I wanted to say, so there was a dunk a couple a uh, couple nights ago against Denver. I can't remember what team it, what they were playing, but like Denver, it was an alley oop dunk. And uh, Bill Simmons was talking about it. He was like, uh, they do that against Jokic. They don't, they won't do that against Embiid, which mm. is the difference in like the caliber, the physicality in which they play. Cause Embiid looks great. And Harden looks better than he has in a couple of seasons. So this team say what you will about doc. And I had doc as first coach fired. And that actually looked like a really good bet. Two Looks weeks good. Into the season. Into the season. <laughs> and now this team has kind of turned around. So <clears throat> what are you attributing this to Joe? They're, they're sudden, not sudden, but they're, they're massive surge in the last month. Um, I think you alluded to it. A light part in the schedule. Um, yeah, <laughs> but guys clicking at the right time. Like you said, James is, uh, stepped up his game. Uh, it's funny since I feel like he made the, the report came out that he'd be willing to go back to Houston. His game is elevated a bit. <laughs> um, but Embiid is playing, as Brennan loves to say, as a man possessed. I almost uh, said it, and I was like, God, <laughs> that was the clip last week. Don't say it again. He's playing almost like a man possessed. Um, he's dominant on both sides of the court. Um, they're getting key contributions from some of the external players, uh, like Tyrese Maxey. Ty- I, I was going to say it. Um, to me, I, the most confounding thing ever will be Tobias Harris getting that major deal uh, to go be mediocre there. And be like the fourth option or a fifth option, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they they their team committed to the defensive end, um, one of the best uh, defenses in the league. Um, and I mean, yeah, they they, you, they did have. Did you ever think you'd say MVP. about a team with Harden on it? Well, Harden is not the focal <laughs> point of the defense, which is the good. No, thing. not at all. But it's just. <laughs> Because a lot of times, especially in Houston, those teams would be four on five on defense. Yeah. And so you couldn't statistically, even if everyone else played out of their mind, you couldn't. You're still playing four on five. But Harden actually looks like he's trying on defense, which is a lot of times it's just commitment. Yeah. Just putting the hand out. But, um, yeah, they're third as far as opponents points per game in this crazy uh league where everybody scores it feels like 120 points every single game um but yeah the no kings they're, they're uh, they score like 140 every single game yeah um, i think 142 is what they're averaging uh 121 they might be i think they're averaging the most points they average 100 they are they're the number one offense with a bullet by like a wide margin yeah <laughs> by like four to five points which is crazy um but yeah the, the Sixers are just, they've always been a complete team. They've always been a really good team. It, 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 but the problem is they're always around this third spot. Uh, I think a couple of years ago they ended up one, but we knew teams were better 
Um, and I still don't think they're going to make it far in the playoffs. Will they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals is honestly the probably the big question. Um, and I don't know. Boston, with Boston slumping at the right time, maybe they do just enough to overpower them. But I think Milwaukee is the best team right now. And I, I can't see Milwaukee uh, giving up the Eastern Conference to anybody other than the Sixers. But I don't think to the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, sorry, to anybody but the Celtics. Um, but I can't see it being the Sixers. Until James yeah. Harden proves it to me in the postseason. I just can't believe it. Can't believe it. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think, uh, sorry, I was looking at this. Yeah, Sacramento Kings, number one offensive rating. I don't know what that's how that's determined, though. I think um, that's by on, 100, per 100 possessions, I think. Uh, per 100 possessions, it's, yeah, they're still, they're up there. Yeah, you're right. Per 100, 118 points per 100 possessions. Um, <clears throat> almost an entire point better than the next team, which is the Denver Nuggets. I just wanted to see how many points they average per game, but that's uh, it's one twenty-one. <clears throat> now, okay, I was gonna say with all the analytics and advanced stats, it's 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 difficult to find basic stats anymore. <laughs> no, nah, you go to ESPN for basic stats. You go to Pro Basketball for <laughs> the advanced numbers. So uh, ESPN is trying something. I'm on. Uh, oh no, this is the NBA Advanced Stats site. This uh, is not ESPN yeah. related. The NBA at all. will give you the advanced numbers. Okay. Um. So yeah, they're definitely playing out of their minds. Uh, I am interested to. I want to ask you this, and I want to ask you this now. I don't know if you want to turn the camera on or not. Uh, where are you with? You had Embiid as the, the MVP at the beginning of the I season. To record this. Okay. <laughs> You had Embiid as the MVP at the beginning of the season. Jokic has played out of his mind so far. Embiid is playing very, very well. Do you buy into any of this stuff, like Kendrick Perkins and all this stuff? Because I know this is a topic we discuss a lot on this show, and I appreciate the show for that. Do you think there's any merit to the, um, well, uh, you know, at least 50% of the voters are white. That's why they keep voting for 80%. the Joker. It's not 80%. I actually looked into the stats when I heard it on a podcast. It's 50%. And then the other thirty percent, it's you wouldn't guess their race. That's like it's they're racially ambiguous. It's then like there's you know, twenty percent. He could be Latin. He could be. What's the other twenty percent? You said fifty percent were white. No, thirty percent. The stat that Rosillo, so Rosillo actually dug into it, and there's a reason Kendrick Perkins deleted the tweet oh, because okay. when Rosillo dug into it, he was like, "That's not true at all." 50% of the vo of the voters are legit like, oh, that's a white guy. Yeah. The other 50%, you wouldn't walk up to and be like, you're a white guy. Okay. All right. All right. I was just, that's just the way he put it. So I didn't know really how to politically <laughs> correctly say it. But like, well, the, basically, the, the thing you the threw other me off was the number. You, you gave oh, yeah. me 50% white, and then you said 30% ambiguous. I was like, yeah, 30, that's because that's what's how 20%. He, the way he put it was like, you wouldn't, well, I, I'm assuming the other 20% would be black. Or okay, like, I was Latin, like, like well, actually, like, but there's there was a percentage where you wouldn't, like, nobody would walk up and be like, you're a white guy. Cause mm. you'd be like, mm, I, I'm not gonna touch that. <laughs> and it's the same, you know, we get into this with Patrick Mahomes and uh, McDaniel all the time. Uh, we don't get into it with Patrick Mahomes. Well, we I don't, don't know why we it. get into it with Patrick Mahomes. But Daniel, okay, I got you there. <laughs> but, but what is your opinion? One of our favorite black quarterbacks. We'll talk about his <laughs> agency. 
Oh, like I thought coaches, you were going to say one of our coaches. I thought you were going to, yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. One of our favorite black coaches here. One of our on favorite the black coaches. We'll talk about his offseason here shortly. But Joker's your guy, man. Like, that's your that's your team. That's your guy. Are I'm you buying into this, this whole. I'm not going to get into this racial. Uh, I just want to know your opinion because I, I, I hear about this uh, on all these podcasts. And I was like, oh, I wonder what Joe thinks because that's Joe's guy. Joker's my guy. Uh, I don't think I don't think he's getting any benefit. Um, let me say this: Is there bias in America, in the world, in sports? A thousand percent. Is there potential bias? Um, yes. Is it provable? Not necessarily. Um, because I think the same thing would be: Oh, there's an American bias. The last four MVPs were European. Two to Giannis, two to Jokic. Um, is there a bias against the big guy versus the little guy? Uh, I mean, there's biases all over the place. Um, but I don't think... Now, I think the problem is because Jokic... And, and Tom Haberstow made mention of this. People are pointing to Giannis's third season um, after he had the first two MVPs. Like, oh... Why didn't he get the MVP the third time? It's because of this weird uh, hush-hush, you can't give somebody a third MVP in a row policy. And Tom Hobbershaw pointed out that actually Giannis's year that year was worse than his previous two years. Um, his team performed worse, and Jokic performed better. So that's why he didn't get it a third time. It No one has had, not no one, because some people have, uh, Giannis did not have a third season warranting an MVP. Um, but then you have people like, why didn't LeBron get it? LeBron didn't get it because he changed teams and they gave it to Derrick Rose, who shouldn't have been the fucking MVP. Um, sorry, Derrick Rose. You had a great season, but you weren't the MVP. LeBron was insane that year. That was angry LeBron. Le uh, Michael Jordan won... Uh, three NBA finals in a row two times, but did not win three MVPs in a row ever. Like, okay, weird. Um, I think there's a weird peculiar. voting. Uh, very peculiar. I think there's a weird give one to Charles and you give one to fucking... Uh, 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 hey, whoa, Carl Charles Malone. is my buddy. Charles, uh, well, yeah, the Carl Malone one is inexcusable. Wait, what the hell is going on? As someone who's hung out with Sir Charles Barkley, I oh, think I think he definitely... <laughs> no. No. <laughs> But um don't want to address that at All Star. There's <laughs> no way to address it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was just Google it. Guys a creep. Um, but yeah, so I don't think if Jokic were to get it a third time, I don't think it'd be based on biases. I think it'd be based on merit because the guys he's playing out of his mind. He's playing, okay, I just want to out of his mind. He's at, scoring. 25 plus points on 60% shooting and he's not doing it all at the rim with dunks like say a Shaq would be. Um it's a very versatile the center position game. was dead. And he's like averaging a triple double, mind you. Yeah. <laughs> at so, a, at point center. Yeah, so it, it, he's having this insane season which is better than the previous two seasons and his team is number 1 in the Western Conference. I think yeah. it'd be warranted if he were to get it, but um I, I don't just, think yeah, I, Postseason, hold on. Now, now you got me on a rant here. I don't think postseason uh, success is indicative of if you should or should not get it because it's a regular season award. Uh, we have postseason awards. It's called the championship and the finals MVP. Um, 
But yeah, I, I think he deserves it. But I think, I mean, we did the topic a while back. There's like five guys that kind of deserve it this year. This year has been amazing if you're actually watching the game and watching some of these players play at, you know, peak performance. So, Okay. Yeah, and I was just because almost everyone that I listen to and have heard and have read has that the same the same opinion that you're talking about, which is the whole like, yeah, he's playing better. Like if he wins it, it's not going to be some like, you know, horrible travesty. I don't think there's versus, a cabal like hoping yeah. that Jokic wins. But then every once in a while, I'll see like the the perk thing, or like I'll see like a random hot take on Twitter or something like that, and I'm like, that's not Brendan. Don't that, don't read Twitter. Twitter. I know. I was like, that can't be how people think about this, right? And then I was like, well, the best person to ask is. The number one Nuggets well, Brandon, defender. I'll say this. People, Kyrie Irving said what he said, and people believed him. So people will believe just about anything. Yeah, that's true. If there's You're a right. thought, somebody out there believes it. There's Some people still people. think the earth is flat, even though Galileo disproved that long, long ago. Thousands of years ago. So. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we I'm glad we settled that. Embiid, you heard it here first. Embiid is well, you did hear it here first. At the I was saying, of I said it way ahead of time. Um, all right, let's let's move to the the hot. Either way, I'm in a win win position. <laughs> <laughs> to play our first ad read, Brennan, our first ad read. To play like a pro, you need to train like a pro. This is your only chance to train your game with some of the best players on the planet, including. Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, DeMar DeRozan, CJ McCollum, De'Aaron Fox, and many more. Pro class is packed with hundreds of drills, workouts, and breakdowns, all specifically designed to skyrocket your skills like never before. With over 20 signature training systems, your craft, your shooting, you'll craft, dang it, I was so doing good. You'll craft your shooting, handle, scoring, and athleticism, just like all-stars and future Hall of Famers. And with our special code, you can claim that was terrible. And with our special code, you can claim your 50% discount right now before it's too late. So check out the show notes or our pinned tweet because the, uh, code, the, code, the code wasn't great. The code isn't great. <laughs> but uh, check the show notes. Check our pinned tweet. We'll have that by the time this episode is posted to get instant access to Pro Class right now. Pro Class where you can train like a pro. I just threw that in there. No little tagline. Need a little tag. 50% off. That's a lot higher than I thought it was going to be. 50% off. It's pretty good. I might do that. Um, All right. Let's talk NFL. Sorry. That trying to work on your game there? And you say you're going to think about it? Huh? Trying yeah. to work on your game there? Yeah. I can just give you tips. Just call me. Well, Get I'm it. in New York. So, you know, whenever I go up to Rutgers. Oh. What is it? Have you been to Rutgers? Rutgers? Rucker? Rucker, Rucker Rucker Park. Rucker Park. Yeah. Have you been to the Rucker? No, I've not. No. <laughs> but I played at the Rucker. If I once. get if I get the have you really? It's just a court. <laughs> you can just go play. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Me and my but brother I, just went this, one day and played. <laughs> if I get this pro class, maybe I'll go up there and be like, what up now? Uh you, you, right, you, switching you, gears. You can stop being so down and dirty. Play switching a little finesse sp- game. Yeah. Because my game right nice now is sweet. My game right now is Dennis Rodman on about an ounce of cocaine. That's my ha! game right now. Just running around, jumping. <laughs> ah! I literally will get a rebound and I do the elbow thing. <laughs> You're that guy. 
Yeah, if you're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Um, all right, we're talking NFL. Lots of free agency moves. The uh, official new league year started today. What happened? I just saw something that I'm not okay. most keen on. So a couple of things I want to talk about that are um, big deals. Uh, apparently, it's all set. Rodgers is going to the Jets. They signed uh, Alan Lazard already to a $44 million contract. I think 21 was guaranteed. Uh what do you think about Rodgers going to the Jets? We've talked about this for the last couple of months. It seems like the Jets, with their defense and uh, some of the offensive weapons they already have in place, um, they're ready to go. They just need a quarterback. They no longer have the White Lotus. Mike White signed with the uh, Dolphins. Dolphins. It's a great move by our our favorite coach here on the podcast, Mike McDaniel. Yeah, but I say he think? wanted the tutelage of a black coach. Yeah, you got to, man. Only way to go. <laughs> So what do you think about Rodgers to the Jets? Excuse me, Rodgers to the Jets. Now, with uh, with a, with a veil behind the curtain, look behind the curtain, um, we're recording this before Rodgers is actually a, a Jet. But yeah. uh, he's supposed we're to go assuming with it's going to happen today with the start of the new year. Start of the new year, but he's also going on McAfee at like 1.30 Eastern. Um, McAfee told everybody to set their timers to go to YouTube. Um, I will not be. I was just wait for Diana Rossini or Adam Schefter to tweet it out. Him makes me want to punch him in the face. Uh, he seems like a good dude, but he is also he has a very punchable face. Um, just sometimes when he talks, you have a very punchable face. Most white people to me have punchable faces. I'm just gonna say that's funny. It's funny you say that. That's my bias. Most black people to me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) Take it easy, Liam Neeson. Um. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, Rodgers has basically I just wanted the excuse to say. Well, it's funny you say that because most black people to me, uh, Rodgers has effect- uh, effectively given the Jets a <laughs> ransom letter. Um, he's told them like five players he wants them to sign, which I think is the dumbest thing ever. Like, what? Why are we bringing old fucking Randall Cobb? Why are we bringing old ass Mercedes Lewis? Um, they brought in Mercedes Lewis. He, that's one of the people on the list. God, man, it's one of the people on the list he wants signed before he, apparently he makes, you know, official that he's gonna go. The only person of that has been uh, Lazard too have been signed, but um, Odell Beckham was also on the list. Uh, so I don't know if it was get all of them, get some of them. And then I go, or I'll go, and then we could get the rest of them. But I assume at this point, the talks are too much for him not to go. Like, if he would have turned coat now and go to the Packers, it'd be the most bizarre and confusing thing ever. Um, yeah, that but, would be weird. That would be hard to come back from, too. So I'm just operating with the notion that he is a Jet. And uh, I think this team... I think this team doesn't get... I don't think they become a playoff team. Uh, uh, sorry, okay. sorry, 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 sorry. I don't think they become a Super Bowl team. Okay, okay, yeah, I agree. Um, with that. I, I don't disagree. know. I, I don't know. You didn't mean the playoff thing, but they're, they're not the best team, team in their conference. They're not the best team in their division. They're the third best team in their division, even after all this. I like the Dolphins uh, with the additions they've made. I had a feeling that's where you were going. Um, I like the Bills, even though they haven't made any, even though they've lost some pieces on defense. But I think the Bills are going to take a big step back. A big step back? 
Yeah, I, I just that defense. A lot of us, uh, I mean, we talked about it here, but a lot of people ignored the fact that that defense is what kept them afloat in a lot of those games with Josh Allen's erratic behavior sometimes. And they've lost a bunch of those. Trey Edmonds, they lost a bunch of those players. They lost They lost one uh, linebacker and one uh, safety. Vaughn Miller should be back next year. Um, oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, Vaughn Miller's going to be back next year. He signed like a multi-year deal. Um, yeah, I just thought I figured he was out. I said they lost one safety, but I think he's just a free agent. They might still try to work something out with him. And then they're going to sign another. Uh, they may have already signed. So much has happened. I know. <laughs> they so may much. have signed another linebacker or not. I can't remember at this point. <clears throat> but I still think they're going to be better than the Jets because uh, in all this, Elijah's more name has stayed uh, trending. So it feels like uh, if all these moves are to go down, they're going to have to move him or something. Um, they're obviously going to have to trade players to make the money work with the Packers. So that's going to deplete the team as well. Um, and again, it's very confusing that you're going to acquiesce to all these demands and do all these things and have a guy on your payroll for about $50 million for the next one to two seasons, three seasons. You hope um, he plays out the whole string of his contract. When you could have a 26 year old that you may have for the next 10 years, all you got to do is give up two first round picks and not trade away, you know, the whole future and yeah. get and bring in old ass Randall Cobb. No, no disrespect to Randall Cobb, but. Time. I don't know. We thought Randall Cobb. We, we thought like Randall Cobb was done when he left the Packers the Five first time. Ago. Yeah, and then he made his way back to the Packers. <laughs> like what the heck? So I'm not gonna lie. When this season, when people were like Randall Cobb, I was like, wait, do, is that his son? Like Randall Cobb? Like <laughs> Randall Cobb? Yeah, it it, it it was bizarre. I think it makes them a playoff team. I don't think they're a contender at all. And I think Aaron Rodgers is not a very good GM, so he should butt the fuck out. That's what I think. Not a good GM. Look at Brennan. All right, let's move on. You're not going to play the sounder? Oh, dang it. I was like, what is he doing? I was like, he's hosting. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> with the first pick of the 2023 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select... The who? Carolina Panthers, first pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. You have, you have to set it all up, bro. What do you want me to set up? The Panthers are on the clock. I just set it up beautifully with that intro. You would think I'm doing the show with somebody who just doesn't pay attention. To anything that going on, the Panthers made a trade for the first overall pick with the Chicago oh, I Bears. Everybody <laughs> already knows that. <laughs> this is coming out a week after the trade. Yeah, you think I wanted to talk about who they're going to draft their prospects? <laughs> That's honestly who, because you put Panthers on the clock. So I was like, oh, he wants to talk about C.J. Stroud. And, no, uh, set it up. A major trade happened. All right, <laughs> first overall pick change. We're, we're going to start over. We're going to start over. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> Music plays. Joe, big news when it comes to the 2023 NFL draft. The Chicago Bears apparently have decided to continue with Justin Fields and have traded out of the number one spot to the Carolina Panthers. 
costing the Carolina Panthers their first round pick this year. I believe it's the first round next year, second round next year. And DJ Moore, they're all all their pro bowl wide receiver. Some would say borderline all pro wide receiver. Their best their their best offensive weapon, you could say for sure. Yeah. Now that McCaffrey's (laughs) gone for sure. Uh and the Bear, this is interesting to me because the Bears now move down to nine, but there's plenty of teams in between nine and one that need a quarterback. What did you take away from this? Uh, I think I feel like this was the best package because of, to me, the DJ Moore of it all. Um, what we've been talking about for the Bears so far has been the lack of uh, offensive talent and the lack of uh, offensive line. And they just got one of the, I mean, top 15 top 20 receivers available uh so that helps out your court your young quarterback exponentially um for the people who thought they were going to draft another quarterback and reset their entire timeline by trading justin field that would have been the dumbest thing ever the dumbest draft where you have the slightest guy to probably who's ever going to be drafted at quarterback. And then, as Brennan would say, then you have an Ohio State quarterback. That's your best two yeah. options. It's and you already have an Ohio op- State quarterback. So what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> so why reset the timeline? Um, but, yeah, no, I think this is insanely smart by the Chicago Bears, um, especially because they gave up. I believe they gave up pieces to get Justin Fields. Am I crazy? Uh, they gave up pieces to get Mitch Trubisky. They did I know, not give but up pieces I think to get Justin Fields. I think coming off that draft, me and you were were confused because they gave up pieces for Mitch Trubisky, and the GM, the owner, let the same GM and same coach uh, do it one more time <laughs> for Justin Fields. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the case. Either that, or they just allowed them to draft another quarterback. But I think they had to give up some things to move up in that draft to get Justin Fields. You might be right. I, it's hard to find now with all the news about the Panthers-Bears trade. It's very hard to go back and, you know, when you type in Justin Fields assets trade, it's just all the Carolina stuff. Hmm. But what are your thoughts on this? How did you... I think it's um I think it's a great move because the Bears need defensive players. The defensive lineman from Georgia is projected the the number one pick in this draft overall is projected to fall pretty substantially um on account of the no, sir. Uh, obvious, you know, um issues he's having. Um I know that uh Todd McShay has a few other players going before him. Uh but uh just looking at uh, the mock draft, uh, Jalen Carter, I'm sorry, that's the guy. He actually has Jalen Carter falling all the way to 12 to Houston. I think the Bears are going to try and grab him. I think him. the Bears try to scoop him up at nine for sure. Yeah, at nine. Uh, I think, I'm going to be honest with you, this isn't going to sound nice. This isn't going to sound politically correct. This isn't going to sound good. I think the Bears make this trade after Jalen Carter's warrant gets issued because they now realize the player that they want, the player that they're going after, is going to fall pretty substantially, and that's why they make the trade with nine instead of with four or with three. Um, and I know that's not like, you know, people don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. And they would say, oh, my God, that's terrible. But there's a lot of teams that need a quarterback that they could have traded with. But I think the number one player in this draft, Jalen Carter, drops pretty substantially when a warrant gets issued for his arrest. And I think the Bears are going to use that to their advantage. And they did. They fleeced the I Panthers. Gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, let, me, let me just cut in here. 
No, that's all I was going to say. I got an issue with used comics. Used comics. I was saying. That's not politically incorrect. That's just stating an opinion. That's true, but you guys I take feel like a everything lot of say, is politically incorrect and everything is woke culture. You got you. Know, how do you feel about I the Chris Rock special? Sure. I liked it. I had no issue with it. I actually. haven't watched it yet. I'm you haven't it. watched I, it. This no, guy. I'm saving <laughs> it. I haven't watched it. Savoring it? What is it? A meal at your no, steakhouse with Charles? I'm What's saving. going on here? <laughs> Um, just the reason, same reason I haven't watched the season finale of Last of Us. I'm saving it. What for are you time doing? I, I know. Okay, Hold on. Well, uh, just to clean up some janitorial things. Uh, Fields was drafted. Genitalia uh, things. Janitorial. That's what I meant to say. That's not what I said. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Fields was selected eight, 11th overall in the 2021 draft by the Chicago Bears, who traded up with the Giants to exchange for the 20th overall and their fifth pick in the 2021 and their first and fourth in 2022. Wow. So they gave up a ton. Yeah. I, I was like, I'm pretty sure. Cause we good both, call. we good came on the you. next day and we were like, how do you let Matt Nagy and Ryan pace again, yeah. trade away a, a, a next Ohio year State first quarterback. Round. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think so. The reason I say that is because I, I feel like as someone, I just feel like there's people out there who could be like, how could you say that? Like, this guy's life is falling apart. His friend is dead. He had a warrant issued for his arrest. And now you're saying they're using that as leverage. I'm just saying, okay, what's the word? Insensitive? Okay, I don't want to be insensitive. Tomato, tomato. I don't think it's insensitive. It's the same thing. I don't think insensitive is the word. I can't think of the word right now, but I don't think it's insensitive. You don't think it is because you are a high-functioning, smart individual. But if there's anything I learned from Tommy Lee Jones and Men in Black is a person is smart, but people are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals. Moving on. I love it. For lack of a better term, it's removing the veil of purity. That's what it is. A peek behind the curtain. This is going to be seen as an advantage for the Chicago Bears. Similarly to how when uh, Laramie Tunsil got caught, the video came out of him smoking the bond. The uh, the Dolphins used that to their advantage. This player was dropping, and they seized on the opportunity. They took advantage yeah. of the system. They Absolutely. took advantage 100%. of the red flag. You'd be surprised how often GMs get stoked when players do something stupid. Yeah. Probably one of the bigger moves non-quarterback related in free agency is all-pro tight end Darren Waller. Blah, blah, blah. Probably one of the biggest moves in free agency that is not quarterback related is all pro tight end Darren Waller being traded to the Giants from the Las Vegas Raiders, where he has made his home the past few seasons. Uh, this is a big weapon for Danny Dimes, the, the man, the myth, the legend, Danny Dimes. If he can find him. Yeah, this is going to be huge. Yeah, what do you, what, what's your takeaway? Do you think this is a, a, a game changer for the offense of the Giants? I mean, Brian Dable kind of knows what he's doing out there. So, Brian Dable kind of knows what he's doing. Um, I won't put it past him to figure it out. Um, I hate the Giants, so I'm biased. Uh, I think this is going to fail. I think this is going to be a complete failure. Uh, Darren Waller hasn't been healthy the last couple seasons. He just got married. He's happy. T- to trade a man right after he gets married, Jesus Christ, no heart. Do you? No heart. Uh, Josh McDaniels, not a man uh, with love on his on his, in his horizons. Um, allegedly, he wasn't uh, wasn't invited to the wedding. That may be why 
Oh, is that why he was kind of upset? Apparently, he at the combine, he also leaked that they were getting married when they were trying to keep it quiet. So he may be feeling away not being invited to the wedding. You know, the Raiders are getting back um, the third round pick. It's number 100 overall in the 2023 draft. Um, I root for, I mean, all all facetiousness aside uh, in my hatred for the Giants aside, uh, I root for Darren Waller, uh, you know, um, root for yep. him since that hard knock season and a guy in recovery. You see, he seems to be a genuine person. Um, he just married one of my favorite basketball players, uh, Kelsey Plum. Shout out to you. Uh, those kids are going to be fucking athletic marvels. Um, but I don't have faith in the Giants. It's not I don't have faith in Giants. I don't got faith in Daniel Jones. I don't got faith in Daniel Jones. And Darren Waller is about two years removed from the breakout. The last time he had a breakout season, he's been hampered by injury, marred by injury the last two seasons, I feel. Um, maybe the last one, but I feel like it's the last two. Don't quote me on that, Brennan. Look up the numbers. Um, but, yeah, I think this is going to be a good, not great signing. And I think they're going to be marginal at best because um, I don't see this being a game changer offensively. And one of their bigger issues was their defense, not their offense. The offense for as you know, baseline as it was, was serviceable. Their defense was a thing that it's like, oh, they could be exploited immediately. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, 2020 was the last time that he had a great season. 107 catches, 1196 yards, nine touchdowns. After that, it fell off dramatically. 2021, he only played. He only had 55. It doesn't tell me games played, but 55 receptions. And 11 then games last- played and then nine games okay. played. There we go. Uh, yeah, so he went from 107 to 55 to 28, um, and so just kind of tapering off. I think if he can survive in Vegas, he'll be fine in New York as far as his recovery. Uh, I'm here. Darren, you know, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, if you ever want to go York. to a meeting or anything, <laughs> you let me know. Um, but, yeah, I think I think this is a good move for the Giants, but like you said, it's the defense that they need to worry about, not the offense. What I'm more I concerned think- about in this whole Darren Waller trade is – now that Darren Waller is moving to New York, I don't know when Kelsey's contract is up, but damn it, if she goes to the Liberty, she I'm going to be the Aces, hot. Right? She plays for the Aces. If she moves to the Liberty in a couple seasons to be closer to Darren, I'm going to be hot because they're going to have Sabrina Inescu. They're going to have uh, Brianna Stewart. They're going to have John Quill Jones and Kelsey Plum and Benajah Like, come on. One team can have only so much. And Courtney Vandersloot. Might as well this, pack it all up and go home. I mean, this this trade may be more seismic uh, in other areas than we know right now. And we can predict. <clears throat> all right, let's get into it. Oh, you would have dropped a movie quote. There has to be some movie quote to kind of say something like that. It's show friends, or it's not show friends, it's show business. That's not what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jay Moore from uh, Jerry Maguire. All right, moving on. Uh, Joe. You're number one out of the realm of everything that has been beaten to death uh, in the mainstream media. You're number one uh, most shocking or the thing you loved or even hated the most from the free agency period. Oh, I'm going to keep it all a little personal to a degree. Um, Jason Kelsey. Happy about that. Jason Kelsey yeah. has agreed to uh, come back and play one more season for the Philadelphia Eagles. One of the best centers to ever do it. Uh, Hall of Famer as soon as he retires. Um, he's coming do they back. they really send him a keg of beer? Uh, I don't know. 
Um, but the news that I reacted to at the start of this segment that you were like, what just happened? The Eagles plan to release Darius Slay. I like Darius a whole lot. I like his online persona. He's uh, become more of a uh, online personality, uh, a personality in general, because now he has a podcast through like a, a not Skip Bayless. What's that guy? Uh, Colin Cowherd's um, platform, the volume, whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be sad to see him go. We did resign Bradbury, um, but we're going to have to find somebody to play opposite Slay. I think that's what the 10th pick is going to be. Um, yep. And then there's a lot of corners in this draft. If Bijan Robinson is still there for the 31st pick, which I can't see. Um, but if he's still there late, maybe we trade up and get him because we also are probably letting go of Miles Sanders. Um, so, yeah. But outside of that, outside of my personal team, uh, Austin Eckler asking for a trade. Wow, I did not know that. You didn't know that. Oh yeah, now yeah, there's yeah. so much going on. I didn't Apparently, see that. he tried to uh, restructure his deal. He asked for a trade, and they uh, they allowed him to seek a trade partner. So that he is going to be at the beginning of the season, and then really came um, on towards the end. Look, he won me my fantasy league. Yeah, <laughs> so, the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he wasn't poo poo to start the year. He just didn't have a touchdown like the first two games. He had the yards, just didn't have a touchdown. Oh, did he? And okay. then he turned it on at the end. Um, but yeah, that and then uh, Jamal Williams is going to probably be leaving Detroit. And I think I felt like he uh, kind of represented that team really well. So yeah, I thought he was a big part of that. Um, the the most shocking thing for me is uh, the Jawan Taylor contract from the Chiefs. I watched this guy play every week. He was not an $80 million tackle. Every week. <laughs> um, well, I believe their, uh, their tackle, both their tackles, I think. One is a free agent and one signed somewhere. I think Wiley went and signed with the yeah. Commanders. Yep. Um, and Orlando Brown, I think, is a free agent as of right now. Yeah, this sixty million guaranteed. He's a right tackle, mind everybody. He's Ooh. not even the the blindside tackle. Uh, it's it's a lot. Yeah, Orlando Brown's an unrestricted free agent. Taylor is only twenty five. According to ESPN.com, showed uh, marked improvement in the twenty twenty two season. I watched every snap he played in, and he's not worth sixty million dollars guaranteed. Eighty million overall. Okay, that's probably the most shocking. And then just staying on that, um, the motif, the theme of our teams, the Andrew Wingard thing. This guy is a special teamer. He's obviously a great special teams player, but what he was playing at safety for the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, it was a very clear disadvantage for our defense. He would get the ball thrown over top of him all the time. Um, and we re-signed him. So I don't, I don't know. I love my Jags. Free agency is normally a bust. We were lucky enough to actually uh, do well in free agency last year. So take it with a grain of salt. We still have one of the better offenses in the NFL. So we'll see where it goes. Um, it looks like CJ. It looks like the release of Darius Slay is because they're working on a long term deal with CJ Connor Johnson, who younger, who plays more around the uh, plays in more spots. He can play safety. He started as a corner. He can play nickel. Um, so that, that makes sense. Darius Slay is the better corner, sense. but Garner Johnson's the more versatile player. He's more versatile and, and younger. I think Slay is like around 30, 32. 31, 32 ish. Yeah. 
So I, I think that's the play. Howie, uh, I saw somebody tweet that Howie is vowing to not make the same mistake he made. Um, he made the first time where it was, hey, we won the championship. Let's bring everybody oh, back. Yeah. Everybody yeah. come back. No, you're aging. No, it doesn't matter. Everybody come back. And it's like, no, he saw that immediately the team. I mean, the team was fine the next year. It was just the quarterback again got hurt. Um, I'll throw it out there. Uh, there is a team in the NFL that loves to pick up uh, third contract corners. No, the Jaguars. So, Darius <laughs> Slay. We'll see you soon. <laughs> All righty. Um, Quick hits. Anything else? Nothing else? Nothing. I was Mark Jackson. Not Random question. Do you think Do you think the uh, Detroit Lions should kick the tires on Lamar? Yes. I've actually heard this from three different sources now. Okay. Yes. Because I, when I first heard it, I was like, that's ridiculous. Then the more they talked about it, I was like, that's actually a really good idea. I, I was, uh, I was, somebody had posted some clip of, um, What's that guy's name? Rich Eisen was yeah. uh, talking about like the teams, the teams that have quarterbacks don't have quarterbacks that should be in the Lamar market. And he, he said uh, in, in his teams that have quarterbacks that won't be going for Lamar, Detroit was in there and Detroit and the Packers. And he said nobody for the NFC uh, North. And I was like, I can think of three teams in the NFC North that probably be a whole lot better if they had Lamar. <laughs> like, yeah. you think golf is the thing going forward? You think well, that brought up on the first time I heard it was on the Ringer NFL show, and I was like, "You think, think Lamar should... wouldn't be great in Minnesota? I mean, the defense yeah, sucks could... ass, but geez." Shio Kapadia was like, "Yeah, I think it would be a really good fit in Detroit. You know, you have golf as kind of a stopgap, and he's a good player. But Lamar's obviously a former MVP and could they play Infinitely in a dome? Mm-hmm. They play in a." Dome. Play in a dome, fast track. You got Armand Ross, a Brown. They have, yeah, they've got the got, speed on the like, outside. Yeah, that you would got be Jameson Williams coming. You got oh, is Hawkinson there? I'm with Hawkinson? it. No, yeah, Hawkinson, Hawkinson left is, there. He left no, there. He got traded Minnesota to uh, Minnesota. Um, uh, I'm with it, man. You got Swift. They just signed David Montgomery. Like they got Penay Sewell on the offensive line. Their defenses needs to I'm improve totally some, but. I was like, "Why? Well, that's to me that would two be two first no round brain. picks." I'd give up two first round picks. I mean, you've been looking for a quarterback for how long now? Uh, and I'm including Matthew Stafford's years in the in the in the in the search. <laughs> yeah, if you don't include, I mean, even Matthew Stafford was drafted in 06. I was. I'm including his turn, his his yeah. his time there in that search for an actual quarterback. Yeah, but yeah. All right, crickets. We got to be quick. And you'll be surprised how quick. And- quick! Mayman hits quick hit. We're already over an hour, Joe. Damn it! I didn't want that Every time happen. I say it's going to be a short show. See, All right, quick hits. Immediately. March Madness. Uh, Joe, this is your account. You know I don't follow college basketball. I will get into it once the tournament starts, which is this weekend. Yeah. It started last night. You had a couple playing games last night. But, uh, yeah. So, um, right now, I have I've filled out my bracket. I've watched close to no college basketball. I've watched Miami play a couple times. Um, just suffered an injury to one of our better players. Uh, but he could be back before the end. But uh, I have us losing in the uh, Sweet 16 to Houston. Uh, I have Alabama making it to the Elite Eight and then losing to Arizona. Um, I have – do I have any big upsets? Uh 
not major upsets. I have Gonzaga losing fairly early in the uh, the Elite Eight. No, I have Gonzaga losing in uh, before the weekend's over. Uh, I have Gonzaga losing to TCU. Really? I have, yeah. I so let me let me just put my biases on the table. I hate Gonzaga. I don't hate Gonzaga. I like Gonzaga losing. It's just funny to me. It's a weird hard it, stance. It, to it's it's a weird one. It's a weird one. But we build them up every year. Oh, Gonzaga, they did so well in that conference. I Nobody agree. gives two shits about. I don't even follow that much college basketball, <laughs> but I do get pissed when people are like, the Zags are in it again. The and Zags like, are the off. team. And then every year, without failure, they fail to win it. It's like without hmm. failure, they fail. Yeah. So um, that's one of my biases. And I hate Kansas. I hate Bill Self. I, I really have a, a large disdain for Bill Self and just his oeuvre. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm so mad he I won that second like title Kansas, last year. So mad he won that second reasons. title because I could get away with. He's won one title in 20 years. And we give him all this credit and say he's one of the best coaches. He's mediocre. And then he won last year. And I'm like, God dang it. Um. That reminds me, the Jim Beheim thing we didn't talk about, but he retired or was let go. I don't yeah, know, however you want to say that it. That was such a weird thing. I didn't realize he had only won one title. Yeah, Carmelo's. Yeah, I didn't. Well, I mean, I knew the I knew Carmelo. Yeah, I know. I, know. I knew Carmelo won, it's but only, I didn't realize that it was only It kind of shocked me, too. I was like, damn, he was allowed to stay for 47 years. And seven just years. One, just, that's just that's one. insane. And that, but, and that one's probably like. 20 years into his being there. <laughs> Kornheiser and Wilbon made a very good point in the uh, college basketball, the final, the Elite Eight, Final Four. That's cool because you can raise those banners too. Exactly. And he went to the Final Four a lot. Yeah, I was about to say, me and, uh, me and my buddy Kendall, shout out to Kendall. We, uh, we were talking about it because he's a Big Ten guy. He has a po- big podcast covering the Big Ten. Well, his portion of the Big Ten, he went to Minnesota and played there for four years. Um, basketball? Yeah, basketball. Um, and we were saying, uh, College basketball is so weird because the Final Four is like a championship. Yeah, they hang those banners, don't yeah, they? Not just they hang those banners. They do hang those banners, but like getting to the Final Four is almost synonymous with winning a national championship. Yeah. Like, you can say, oh, he had 18 Final Four appearances. It's like, okay. Did he win? <laughs> like, it, but yeah, it that's matter. the resume thing. There. That's a, yeah, it's like, it does, yeah, that'd be like, like, okay. Now, now in college football with the playoff, it's like, you know, this team made the playoff. Yeah, they were 10 times semifinalists. It is, yeah, that's a big deal. And it's like, but did they ever win? Nah, didn't, but never they made won. The play, yeah, to make made the playoff it. is hard. <laughs> like, oh, oh, just like to make right. the final four is hard. Cool. <laughs> it's not even like you made 18 or five national championship games. No, just the, just the final four. <laughs> just, just the last four. In. Um, so yeah. What do you have? Is, you said you don't really have any huge upsets other than the Zags thing? Uh, I got Utah State being Missouri, but I don't think that's a huge one. Um, Arizona being Alabama. Uh, Texas. I got Texas going pretty deep. And, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Um, All right. Yeah, uh, I have uh, UCLA versus Houston in one side of my bracket. I have Arizona versus Marquette in the other side of my bracket. And I have Houston facing off of Marquette. This is a black man's bias. Kevin Samson versus Shaka Smart. Houston wins it all. Houston is hosting the national championship. I think they're – look, we just had 
prior to this year, we had two NFL teams where they made it one in there on their home court. I think college basketball gets it done this year. Houston wins it in Houston. Mind you, I repeat, I know nothing. Haven't watched any of these teams play outside of Miami. And it was a game against like Boston College. And I think another game against Duke when we won. Like, so this means nothing. Now, on to my more uh on to what I know more so. South Carolina's winning it all, put a nail in the coffin, undefeated season, back-to-back championships. Dawn Staley raises the banner three times. She's amazing. They're amazing. Leah Boston, Bree, Bree Bill. Um, yeah, that team is – that's my team. Put a pin yeah. in it. South Carolina – yeah, that one wasn't even – that's why I didn't even re- – I mean, I know we put it out there because we had to talk about it, but I was like, I don't – there's no upsets. There's no prediction. Like, there's nothing. I, I need to go – I'm like going to go South through Carolina. and do my bracket today, but there's no South way Carolina. I see South Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina. <laughs> All right, let's move on. NHL. Uh, the Panthers stink. Brandon, you. <laughs> the Lightning, um, we're kind of middling. We've, you know, won three out of the last five, uh, but then we went on a huge losing streak before that. We had lost like six in a row. Uh, we are third now in the Atlantic Division. Uh, definitely in line to make the playoffs, it looks like, but not not looking great. But that's what I love about the NHL. Even seven seeds make fucking noise in the playoffs. All right. On to soccer, Fulham got their heads caved in as they lost 3-0 to uh, Arsenal. Arsenal. I cannot believe that. Arsenal currently leads the table. and um, You can always tell when uh, Fulham doesn't play well because Joe and I text about this, and then when they have like a devastating loss, it's just radio Radio silence. silence. (laughs) It's like, I'm not going to say. You know what I know, and I'm not going to say anything. I got nothing to say here. What what can I say? But... um, no, they've been without Jao Polino for two games now. He uh, accumulated too many yellows, so uh, he's on a two-game suspension. And um, I think I saw what a What is stat. it, three? Three or five? What? How many yellows do you have to get? Oh, um, I think it's like six. Okay. I didn't know because I know the red card is an immediate like injection, but the yellow is just a warning. So I didn't know how many yellows you had to get to get suspended. Yeah, I'd have to double check, but I think it's like if you get like, I think it's like eight, eight to ten. Don't quote me on it, but I think it's about eight to ten. It's similar to like text in the NBA. If you get accumulate 16, you get suspended for a game. But here it's like two games because yeah. um, you're going crazy. But um, yeah, so, so the stat with on we've played now three games without him. And in all of those games, we have failed to score a goal and we've conceded like on average, like two to three goals. Whereas with him, we on average, it's like one goal. (laughs) So kind of the anchor for the defense. Um, I don't like this. I don't like this. We've lost two in a row. We've allowed three goals on both. But it's obviously what you just said. He's the anchor of the defense. But. The next game um, is going to be against Man <coughs> Man City, or excuse me, uh, Man United. You keep doing that, Brian. I know, uh, I got a game against Man U for the uh, United uh, the United Cup, the uh, FA, FA Cup? Cup. Yeah, FA Cup yeah. game. Our game against Liverpool, I'm seeing, is postponed. I'm looking at it too. Yeah, uh, but I haven't seen why. Maybe they advanced in the Champions League. I haven't been keeping up with the Champions League that uh, fervently. Um, so that may be wait. What's Liverpool? What do you mean the Champions League? What's what's going on there? The champ, the European Champions League. 
Oh, the European Champion yeah. League. I was going to say, they're not in the... Yeah, they're in the Prem. They're in the Prem. But they're six in the table. Oh, so oh but last year's. Last year. It's, it goes off oh, okay. last year. It doesn't go off this year. Oh, okay, okay, so, yeah. okay, okay. That's why um, I was confused. I was like, what the fuck? They're six. Yeah, no, no, no. You have to be top four. I know this now. <laughs> uh, and in uh, MLS news, um, Atlanta United drew. I also refer Atlanta United because they were in existence before Inter Miami, and I lived here when they were in existence and won the championship. Atlanta United, and I've been to a few games. Atlanta United is currently number one in the table. Uh, Inter Miami is number four. Took an L this week. To I believe Philadelphia. No, I think we played Philadelphia the week prior. Who do we lose to? Uh, lost to New York FC. Um, Brennan, did you know there's actually a Champions League here in America too, domestically, with all the uh, Concacaf. It's the Concacaf Champions League. Um, all the Concacaf teams. And you know no, who just no beat an MLS team? Who? A small team called uh, I think it's Vi- uh, Violeta. FC. You want to know where a country this team comes from? Where? Haiti. Haiti. God, I should have seen it coming. Small team in Haiti. They hadn't played since, uh, I think, like 2021. But they won like a domestic cup, like a, a Caribbean cup. So they were able to get in. And they haven't played like in a year or so. And they beat and they their home game. They had to play in the Dominican Republic because don't know if you know, but the political situation in Haiti right now, not great since the president was assassinated. Um, yeah. And yeah, they then they came last night. They beat uh, Austin, Austin FC in Austin to advance. So that was just a fun little secondary. That's story. cool. <clears throat> also, we got the Women's World Cup coming up soon. And you know who qualified for the first time ever? The Haitian ladies. Haiti. Yeah. Shout out to them. All right. Let's get out of here. Joe's and Haitian. We'll bring you the ones. press conference in its entirety. Sir, 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 if that wasn't abundantly clear, folks. <laughs> All right. The press conference. Joe, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorver, you can find the show's Twitter and Instagram at Curing Press. Don't forget to check out the show notes to get your link to Pro Class and check out our pinned tweet as well. It will be there. Um, so, yeah, if you want to work on your game, Baker Mayfield to the Bucks just got announced. Um, yeah, yeah, I just saw that too. If you want to work on your game. So, you, are you in the same group chat as me? What just happened? Uh, fantasy. No, I uh, downloaded the Fantasy Life app. Oh, okay. I'm like, what the heck? You're in the same group chat with me? What's going on here? Um, but yeah. Oh, and uh, my website's finally fixed, except for the fact that I think I have Russian hackers on my ass. Uh, so yeah, JoeDover.com. Um, check out the store and all that. Hopefully, the money goes to me and not the Russian hackers that have been trying to infiltrate my life. Who do you use for your website? Uh, WordPress. Oh, okay, um, but I think I they're in my e- me and Scott. Like, we think they're in my email, like. My my IG got hacked yesterday. It's a whole thing. Your Venmo's all right though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta worry about the money, man. That's where they come. Look, I've been looking at the bank account, making sure everything's fine. I think they were trying to reroute uh, any payments through my site Merch to go store, to yeah. them, but yeah, everything else is fine for the most part. It looks so. At Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. Uh, still debating, I guess now about the one man show. We're gonna release it. We're not gonna release. It. I don't know the. Fuck is going on anymore uh, But 
Yeah, just check out my other podcast, X Drinking Buddy. I have a guest on. We talk about their best and worst drinking, drug, party, and getting in trouble stories. That's called X Drinking Buddy. And then I also have another podcast. You can see them behind me called The Power of How, where I'm on with two other comics, the very funny Matt Fulcheron, The Full Charge, and Daniel Torado. And we talk about positivity, just trying to stay positive. So check those out at Brennan T Comedy on all social media. Joe, let's get out of here. All right, Brennan. So I play the game. No, I don't like that. Do it that way. Say, yeah, I'm not going to say Brennan, you, you, you stole my get us out of here. Uh, Brennan, get us out of here. And that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout out. My good, my new good friend, Charles Barkley. Sir Charles Barkley. Loves Casa Azul double with a big cube. Just in case anyone's wondering what to get him for Christmas. Casa Azul for Charles Barkley.